What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 26, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. On the good old Twitter. Baseball, Ben. What's going on, man? Well, hey, Justin. Welcome. Uh, Thank you so much for welcoming me back to the studio. How are you, my friend? Doing well, man. Doing well. Hey, you know what? I have a surprise for you this evening, Justin. Oh? Yes, I know it's not your birthday. I know it's not Hanukkah, but I got this just for you. I want to go ahead and wheel out this nice big present over here. Drum roll, please, while we introduce... The greatest of all known Sambinos, Sam! Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, man? All three of us are here. Very pleased to be here, as always. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if y'all followed in our last episode where Justin definitely broke the news to outfielder listeners. We are not one host strong. We are not two host strongs, but we are three host strongs, or at least two and a half when I'm here, given my muscle density. But with that in <laughs> mind, uh, I want to make sure that everyone feels uh, gives all of our grounds crew gives a great Sam Bino uh, the warmest of all welcomes. So, Sam, how are you this evening? I'm doing really well. It is nine o'clock Eastern, and that means that baseball is fully underway for the games that are going. And um, I'm closely watching my fantasy team, hopefully uh, not losing this week. So Mm. it's funny that you Mm. mentioned that because I heard a little bit of trash talk in the last episode. Uh, I was listening to it while painting a bathroom, which is just so boring and so (laughs) suburban and generic. Uh So I had to get my, my, my relief in an outfielder broadcast. So what happened last week in fantasy, Justin, do you want Hmm. to walk us through? Did you want, uh, do you want Sam to Sam? Why don't you do it? Yeah, I'm happy to. So I came on the show last Thursday uh, talking some pretty big, some pretty big game against Justin. I had a 60 point lead on Justin where an average week, um, if you have 300 points, you're doing really, really well. So I was up by, a lot of points and I was talking a lot of shit and I lost (laughs) my my team immediately took a turn for the gutter. Uh, My offense didn't do shit. I lost some starters um, and then I lost to Justin by 13 points, which is about probably one starters worth of points. So just to be clear, your fantasy team became the 2018 New York Mets. That is correct. (laughs) Yes. Once, once we started talking a big game, and kind of becoming self-aware of our positive predicament, we took a turn for the negative and we shot the bed. Badly. Badly. Is that, pretty, is that pretty accurate, Justin? I would say so. The thing was you had, I think it was like a, I think you, whenever we recorded, it was a 59-point lead, something like that. I had like a 70-point day the next day. And I got like five points ahead of you. And I was like, okay, this is going pretty well, I think. But like, you, I knew you still had Trevor Bauer to go and like pitchers through the weekend. Luckily, I did two, uh, and then I, I went and picked up two because I had two more roster moves to make. So I dropped, like, useless Eduardo Nunez or some shit like that, and then, like, yep. you know, another pitcher that was just a streamer anyway, and threw in two, two more pitchers. really strong streamers. Well, so it's a good thing that I did, though, for my case, because Dallas Keuchel shit the bed on Sunday, and I also had Fernando Roddy blow a save. So... Yep. I really, I actually would have beat you by a lot more had Dallas Keuchel. D- Dallas Keuchel's a piece of shit, dude. He really well, is. On. Didn't he go have a relatively decent start against the uh, against the Rangers? Because the Rangers no. didn't really break out. They scored what three runs in the last three innings. That wouldn't have been on Keuchel. 
No, it would have been. He, um, he, let me, I'm, I'm looking up his pitching line right now. So wh- while you're pulling up the pitching line, I got a text at 11.54 a.m. on Sunday with a screen grab. And just for the audience here, I want to go over the team names here. I'm showing that, <laughs> maybe I should have thought this through. <laughs> Long Martin had 240 points and Akuna Matata had 223.8 points. So who, who belongs to whom here? Yeah. I, I'm just I'm I'm Jumbo Dong Bar- Martinez, obviously. Okay. Which I actually changed my team name to that like halfway through the week. Okay, that's good. Uh, I will eat the humble pie. I have two two points of contention. While your Dallas Keuchel had a shitty start, my Charlie Morton had a shitty start. He walked ac- across three point two innings. He walked six, hit four. Oh, and, <laughs> and he caved for. Oh dear! <laughs> Hold on, he had as many strikeouts as many batters that he hit. Yeah, I oh, feel like man. that's a stat line that was much more common in the '30s. <laughs> yeah, Keuchel. Um, Keuchel went 4.1 innings. He had he surrendered 13 hits, six for runs, uh, five oh, wow. were earned, and he struck out three. Hey, well, way to go, Rangers! He yielded. And they still lost. <laughs> well, that that. They almost won that game, actually. Yeah. Just it was like a real, Go ahead. I was going to say it was a real cripple fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam Christ. will text me that every now and then, and it literally has me rolling on the ground. Every oh, that's time. great. Every single time. It was a gratifying week. You're 0-2 against me this year, pal. Yeah, I'll eat the humble pie. I will say that Joe Musgrove's start from Sunday got moved to tonight inexplicably, not weather-related, not injury-related. So if that dude puts up 13 points, I'm going to call it a win for me. No, that's okay. not how the standings reflect. Fair. That's not how any of this works. Done. <laughs> fine. You, you can call it what you want. <laughs> I know what really happened. That's fine. I accept. I accept the truth. All right. I'm glad that's hashed out. I, will, I'll, I may give you a ration more shit. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you, I earned it. He's my piece of shit for the episode. <laughs> You're the piece of shit for the episode. <laughs> I'm my piece of shit. <laughs> what a weird no context drop that <laughs> Just saying, man. Um, all right, Ben. Yes. Do you know who might be sponsoring the pod today? Ooh, let me look and see. I actually had a slew of telegrams come in from Western Union while I was out. Here we go. Tired of old citrus fruit? Need a new source for navels and nectarines? Look, shut up, guys. God damn it. <laughs> Look no further than Clemente's Clementine Corner, your neighborhood stop for all things produce. Not only did Puerto Rico's native son smack 3,000 hits in his last at bat, in my mind, he also probably ran a kick ass fruit stand. Stay hard, Clemente. Back to you, Justin. Boy. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I did not see Roberto Clemente coming up there. Okay. I'm impressed. I like it. You can, I wonder if you could pair that with Carrasco's hot mama sauce. If I could pair that? Hey. <laughs> this is that what was you, unintentional, but I'm proud of you. Sam, this is what you walked into. All right. Um, Wait, Sam, it. you don't have to take your headset off and leave. Why are you giving <laughs> us the finger? Oh, no. I'm just kidding. He's not walking yet. Uh, Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> I marked that. <laughs> yeah, mark that for sure. Um, all right. 
Let's start our first segment. How about that, guys? I love it. What do we have on the docket? Around the Diamond. That's right, Cats and Kittens, where we take you from American to National, from East to West. Here we go. Justin, where do you want to start? Cats and Kittens. Um, We'll start in the American League East like we always do. (laughs) Good. Oh, man. All right. The Yankees, 42 and 19. Boston, 44 and 22. Toronto, 30 and 35. Tampa Bay, 29 and 35. And Baltimore at 19 and 45. Sam, get us started, man. Yeah, I think uh, we're pretty much where we left off last week with Boston and New York sort of duking it out for lead in this in this division. Uh, I'd like to point out that Boston dropped two of three against the other Sox, the ones that oh. suck, the White Sox. Um, Justin, thoughts on that particular note? Fuck my life, man. <laughs> here's, here's a quick question for you. Would you rather have beat me at fantasy or would you rather the Red Sox have swept the White Sox? Beat you in fantasy. I'm not worried about the Red Sox whatsoever. <laughs> that might be a good question for the end of September. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that's a good point. We should probably mark that down. No, it was a really pitiful series overall. They were uh, Boston over their last four games are uh, going into today. So they're playing a game against Baltimore right now. Uh, but going into to get today, they are four and thirty-seven with runners in scoring position. So. It was not a great friendly weekend to them, that's for sure. Chris Sale kind of got lit up a little bit, which is very surprising given that I know he really wanted to win against the White Sox just because he kind of always does. Um, they're, they're skidding a little bit, but I'm not concerned. They're, they've had some injuries. They'll, they'll look to get – they just got Mookie Betts back today, so that's going to help. He's got to get into the, the swing of things. I really figured that he would need a, a – uh, that will also help Sam, by the way. Um, but I really figured he'd need a rehab start, but he didn't. So um, it's going to help having him back, though. Uh, it's also worth noting that the two of three you lost to the White Sox were at home. Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably also worth mentioning that the pitchers that they were hitting against are not very good. And the lack of J.D. Martinez in the lineup really seemed to screw up their emotions or something because the normally very hot hitters, the Benintendis and the Mitch Moreland's of the team did absolutely nothing against some pretty garbage pitching. Nothing. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, it's cyclical for sure. Uh, I really like when I'm looking at the AL East, one of my favorite fact points is your third place team is 14 games back. (laughs) The Blue Jays uh, are uh, 30 and 35. uh, So already have a losing record. Uh, But yeah, just to add insult to injury, 14 back the yeah, the Royals, who are the worst team in the American League, are only 13 and a half back of the garbage Indians. So I just think that that's an interesting factoid that you have the Yankees, you have the Red Sox, and then you have everyone else. <laughs> so true. I mean, it's not like we thought it'd be any different, really. Um, yeah, I'd like I'm, to run the numbers on Baltimore and see what their record would be if they went 500 for the remainder of the season because they are 19 and 45. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. that's terrible, man. They do, and I was watching the the game before we came into the studio, and it the attendance definitely shows. So, some fair weather fans down in Baltimore. It's very sad. Chris Davis is on par to have the worst season in all of baseball history with the the worst WAR. I don't understand. I really don't understand how he got so bad. Sam, are you a Fangraphs WAR believer, or are you a Baseball Reference WAR? believer i'm on the baseball reference side. okay gotcha me too they're yeah, just they're I, two different 
calculations for it. So yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> I like baseball reference. I think Chris Davis is the um, what's that dude's name on the Rangers who had a terrible contract and went to the Angels. Hamilton. Yeah, he's the new Josh Hamilton. He's terrible. <laughs> he has a he has such a big contract that they're just gonna you know put him out there and you know get his at bats and try and work through it. Well, let's 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 pump the brakes. He's only the new Josh Hamilton if he milks an addiction and rehab story for millions of dollars in a book deal. True. Did he ever put that book out? I don't know. I so there are very few Rangers that I dislike more than Hamilton, and even when he was like. <laughs> hot shit and everyone was loving that guy and he was on all the billboards like no no i i would have i would have turned down an autograph (laughs) interesting i didn't know you were that that uh anti-hamilton i am so anti-hamilton good to know i'm in i'm in the same boat except the musical i will be all about the musical hamilton when it tours and comes to texas oh shut up don't lay out josh hamilton is a piece of shit thank you (laughs) perfect i knew i liked this guy perfect justin you have any other thoughts in the east you want to bring to town not really that's there's this is exactly the way we left it off it'll be the way the same way next week i'm looking forward to the uh the next yankees red Sox series though what did we say that was end of end of june yeah uh, it's in about two weeks yeah it's in, in the bronx too so it'll be good Oh, nice. They have a series right now against Baltimore, and then they're playing Seattle, a series against Seattle. So that should be an interesting series as well. Cool. Well, let's take things out a little further west and see what's going on in the Central. I wish we didn't have to. Um, <laughs> Cleveland is at 34-29. and 29, Detroit, 31-36. and 36, uh, Minnesota, 28-34. and 34, The White Sox, 22-41. and 41, Kansas City, 22-44. and 44. Yeesh. I have a thought. Uh, I would say that it appears as though Cleveland is actually pulling away a little bit from from the other flyover state teams. And I, I expect that lead to grow, frankly. I think they've got what it takes to keep to keep moving up in the uh, in the win columns there. Yeah, I, I, there's definitely a case for that because it really feels like um, but man, just like We've talked so much about these other teams. I know Detroit's only five games back, and they're so young and all that. Um, there's just such a disparity in like in the league in general right now, as far or in this this uh, division, I should say. Um, they're just these other teams are just so bad. Minnesota's just banged up as all hell, though. Not that they were going to be that great to begin with, but they're still pretty banged up. They really are. I think they've got a couple of good bats. Uh, Miguel Sano has not heated up the entire season, and he's a guy who's capable of hitting 30-plus home runs a year. We just haven't seen that. I think if you look at the, at the um, standings, this is the, only, this is the division with the, the greatest uh, wins back by a second-place team. So there, we've got Cleveland at 34 and 29 Detroit at 31 and 36 they're five games back that's the greatest lead in all of baseball's divisions that's true so, wow that's crazy i mean they're, they're just a bunch of shitty teams and cleveland is just the the least shitty of them all correct so i agree 100 percent with everything that they just said i do want to add one caveat that cleveland i'm not going to say that they're starting to figure it out however week over week in doing this podcast they're slightly, slightly getting, you know, 
what three weeks ago they broke over 500 last uh, last time i was on this podcast they were maybe i don't know 31 and 28 i mean slowly but surely they're starting to win more and more games and i'm i wouldn't count on them for anything of consequence but i would count on them to start putting a a little bit more distance between themselves and the rest of the division yeah makes sense and kind of for the same thing sam laid out it it just it seems to be getting there for them so good to hear all right let's move on to the west i always enjoy to hear what you boys have to say about the west uh seattle 41 and 24 houston 42 and 25 the angels 37 and 29 the A's 34 and 32, and the Rangers 27 and 41. Ben, get us started this time. So the Mariners have had a little bit of their implosion, and the Astros totally slept the Rangers. So I'm angry at Houston just perpetually as a city, but I'm really angry about Houston's baseball club, the Astros. Um, I don't expect Seattle to be, you know, what by the next time that we record on thursday houston's going to be back on top of this division that's you know i'm not going to say put my money in the bank on that but i'm going to say at least get my money in the deposit slip ready to go well said sam i second that i believe uh, all will be right with the world in terms of where i with my expectations of where the division will be once houston is on top of seattle um and then three, four, and five, I think are right where they should be. Texas in the basement because they're garbage, as we've outlined in a number of different ways. Um, and Oakland is just going to be 500 plus for, for the remainder of the season, and that's fine for them. They'll trade a bunch of shit away uh, before the deadline, and we'll see what they come up with next season. So, Sam, who do you think the Rangers are going to be most likely to try and offload by the deadline? Oh, uh, I was talking about Oakland offloading people. I don't think the Rangers are sellers. They're they're what? half they're they're one foot uh, out the door and one foot in at all times in terms of trying to be a contender. I just don't know if they're going to try and do anything. They're definitely going no. to. Mm, maybe Cole Hamels. They could they could probably offload Hamels for they something could, useful. They've got a decent amount of trade trade pieces. I think that they could they could get something for because I mean they've got. Barely, I mean, you guys may know better than me. They have barely any farm system. I mean, they've got some good things like Willie Calhoun and the like. Um, even though, apparently, I can't post on Reddit without getting fucking fried because of that guy. Um, Hang on. What? What's the backstory here? <laughs> remember I posted on Reddit a long time ago that he, like, so, like, he had, he wasn't going to start the year with the big league club, so I commented on it. On uh, or like they posted like the the tweet on Reddit, and so I was looking at the comments, and I commented on it and said something to the effect of "all," oh. uh, and I guess he like, said something to the effect of being really upset about not starting with the big league club, and so I said, "Well, maybe he shouldn't feel like he's so entitled, and you know, play for a spot like you know something along those lines." Just spitting some typical truth that I would spit online, and <laughs> like, um, uh, Ben. By the way, that's uh, on the good old Twitter. By the way, just, just, just to throw that back real quick at you. Um, no, but um, – and I just got fucking roasted for it. They just fucking took me to town like, well, you know, he's, he's a top prospect from, from the Dodgers system from, you know, that you got for you Darvish. Like, obviously you want to start this guy. Obviously not because he had huge, like, dif- difficulties all through spring training with hitting and all kinds of shit. Actually, I think it was defensive, but still. So – you know how sometimes they say that when people are talking, you're a really good listener if you're like engaged and you're a terrible listener if you're waiting for the next thing that you want to say. 
Justin, I was not listening to most of what you said because I want you to tell us a story. This is a story I once heard on the other Sensibly Loud Media podcast, On the Break, a basketball pod. Justin, do you have time to tell us about how you were the king of Reddit for a day? Because I thought you were their golden (laughs) child. And to hear them tear you up for a Willie Calhoun thing just breaks my heart. Sam, After when you almost went viral. Do you have time for this? Yeah, story? I can do that real quick. Sam, do you know about this with the whole uh, Christmas picture with my wife and I? I? No, I'm waiting with bated breath. Dude. Oh, man. So, okay. So, probably two years ago, my uh, I was at my mom's for Christmas. And she took a picture of my wife and I. And my wife was just sitting on my knee. You know, just a couple, like the, the classic couple's Christmas photo. You know, on Christmas morning kind of thing. Whatever. And... Posted on Facebook, and which is fine. And her best friend comments on it, bless her heart, I should add, uh, comments on it and says, great looking kids. So far, so good, right? So far, everything is, is, is exactly how it should be. Right. Except that my mom's friend didn't understand how like tagging works on like social media. And accidentally tagged the page "kids with Down syndrome." <laughs> <laughs> so this beautiful Christmas picture yeah. of Justin and his wife is tagged "great looking kids with Down syndrome." Oh shit, dude! And it's so... it, this. This is not meant to be any sort of a, of a slam on the special needs community. This is purely a slam on different generations using Facebook. Correct, and so. Of course, I see it was like, son of a bitch, you know, just kind of like, wow. And so I, I, um, of course I couldn't delete it or anything. So I had to have my mom go do it. So of course I had to loop my mom in on what was going on. And I can only imagine that was a great phone call. Oh my God, Uh, dude. It was so Mom, (laughs) Can you do me a favor on your Facebook real quick? (laughs) That's exactly what it was like. And I'm looking, I'll, Sam, I'll find the, the actual thread and send it to you later. So anyway, I say this to say, so that like probably two or three days later, I posted that picture that uh, like, cause I took a screenshot of it before I told my mom and I blacked our faces out and I, uh, I blacked the names out and everything. And I posted it on Reddit cause I thought it was funny. Right. And everybody just had a fucking riot about this thing. And you know, it, it probably got traction of like 200 upvotes or something like that. Nothing insane. Right. Nothing Nothing out of the ordinary. And I think I, I filed it under like old people on Facebook was the yes. subreddit. Something like that. Which is an incredible follow if you don't do that, by the way. No. And, um, and so I... <laughs> so this... Like, mind you, this was two years ago. So then, like probably... What was this been? Like a month ago? Was it something like yeah. that, I think? Yeah. Yeah, probably about three, four weeks. Yeah. Someone must have dug that photo up on Reddit because it started trending on Reddit. And it got like 7,000 upvotes or something like that. Like it must have just, you know, like got seen by some people and got seen by, you know, all those things go. And I, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden the whole, all of a sudden my, my Reddit thing like blew up with notifications because of, you know, kids with Down syndrome. Holy shit. <laughs> I, love, I love a good story that involves old people using technology and them just messing it up royally. Because it ends up with, uh, we end up with stories like this, where something is absolutely hilarious and you share it with the world. Also, That's innocent right. bystanders get taken out like a fucking cannon, but it's okay. That's all right, I guess. 
Well, you know, no one knows your mom's name or her friend's name. I mean, True. Christ, you don't even know your mom's name. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was rude. Damn. Damn. Shots fired. Uh, speaking of shots fired, I'm really just getting us geared up for rivalry week. By the way, reminder, Sam and I are big Rangers uh, P1s. And I don't know if you've noticed, Justin is the king of all the mass holes, uh, touting on those Boston old Red Sox. And on July 9th, 10th and 11th, the Texas Rangers will be in the great city of Boston, where they will most likely lose three of three. That's going to be a fun series. I can't wait for rivalry week. We're going to have a good time with it. We fucked it up last time and missed it, but we're going to, we're going to make up for it this time. That's right. I didn't mean to, to derail us too terribly much there. but No, I'm you, glad you did. Justin on Reddit, I was like, I know that the On The Break audience has heard this, which, by the way, <laughs> if y'all like basketball, make sure to check out On The Break, a basketball podcast, a division of Sensibly Loud Media. Uh, but, yeah, Justin, I love that story. Yeah, man, it was, it was quite the situation. Quite the debacle, if you will. All right, let's move on to the National League East. How about that? Love it. All right, Washington 36 and 27, Atlanta 37 and 28, Philadelphia 33 and 30, the Mets 28 and 34, Miami 23 and 42. Sam, kick us off since you're uh, representing one team in this uh, in this mix. Yeah, uh, I think this is right where we should be. Uh, we got Washington up top. They were in fourth place, like no more than three or four weeks ago. But obviously, the the division wasn't that great. Um, not the division. the The gap wasn't that big. So Atlanta's sliding a little bit. I think this is to be expected. I'm on I'm on pace to win my bet at the end of the season, which is the most important thing. <laughs> and I get to crush all the hopes and dreams of the Atlanta people, who now all of a sudden care about baseball, which Amazing. we all know isn't actually true. They don't really care that much. True. Just um, like Houston. Gabe Kapler's team is over 500. I'm not sure how I feel about that. He's a psychopath. So. He's fucking things up. Um, the Mets suck. I went and saw them last weekend or the weekend before last. They're just a garbage team. And then Miami is still in the basement. Um, this is this is what I expect from this division. There's a there's a good healthy competition between two of the teams, uh, the Nats being one of them. And uh, it, I think it's going to be a battle, honestly. So I think you're right. I think that what's great is whenever we look at it, I mean, this is almost 100% where um, Jimmy, Justin, and I all kind of picked, well, not Justin, but uh, not Jimmy, but Justin and I both basically picked the Nationals to be on top, and I think Justin had the had the Braves really slamming it out. Hold on. Um, Let me find it. I've got it right here. Yeah, oh, you have the official stone tablets? You yes. don't mean to drag them from the garage? No, not this time. Um, I had the Nationals winning the division with 92 wins. Ben, you said 100 wins. And Jimmy said 91. Okay. So, so we all, all three, three said the that Nationals they win the on top. Okay. Yeah. Where'd we all have Atlanta? Uh, fourth. You're like, like somewhere in the state of Georgia, Ben. Hey, <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to have the soundboard anymore. You're just making me look stupid. I can do that on my own. We're going to get you guys hooked up with the soundboard soon. So don't worry. I'm fairly pleased that Atlanta is doing well and they're the ones that are competing for the top spot. I don't expect it to last. It's nice to be around it because I get to watch the games locally without much effort. And um, yeah, they're going to lose, but it's good. It's good. Healthy competition. Keep the Nats on their heels. So, uh, so Sam, a question to you. I mean, I know that in Atlanta, you want to living in Atlanta, you don't mind seeing good baseball, but 
you were still part of the grounds crew, uh, still in the process of being adopted by the Sensibly Loud family. I know you're a Ranger fan, but where do you see this division shaking out as someone who's pretty close to it? Yeah, I uh, this division will shake out as it sits right now with each team obviously having played the entirety of the season. I think Washington's on top. You got Atlanta number two, Philly number three, Mets number four, and Miami number five. Okay, so you think so. that we're, we're basically at parity for the season in the NL East? Yep, I think there'll be some blows uh, here and there, some some lead changes, but I think this is where we end up. Okay. Cool. I don't think the Nats are going to reach 90 wins. No, I don't think so either. They got off to too slow of a start. Yeah. They're going to get a lot of support here once they get guys off the DL. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to slug it out. The Phillies aren't that bad. They're going to take wins from both Atlanta and Washington. And I don't, I, I don't think the Nats are going to reach 90 wins. They'll still win the division. Well, here's my thing. You don't think that after the deadline that the Mets and the Marlins are just going to be phoning it in? No. The Mets never No, do. they will. You're right. They will. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think under 90 is fine. I'm still going to stick with my original etched-in-stone prediction of 100 wins and eat a boatload of crow. But I do think that after July 31st, um, you know, Miami is going to be playing for the Snowbirds. You know, like, I mean, what, what, what are they going to do? What are they doing wait, now that's so different? Wait, what is the phrase playing for the snowbirds mean specifically? <laughs> it's, it's not a real thing. But you know how Miami and Arizona are filled with retirees who spend half the year. Don't write that down, Justin. <laughs> I'm absolutely writing that down. <laughs> um, so, you know, the state of Arizona and the state of Florida are filled with snowbirds. They spend half the year up north and half the year down south. And I feel like right now they're just basically like a old vaudevillian show, perhaps, playing the old national pastime. In the keys. <sighs> yep. That told me almost nothing. Um, no, it was wonderful. <laughs> that was a, a rant of nonsense. Um, all right, let's move on to the central. How about that? That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> Something involving vaudeville. Um, Milwaukee is at 39 and 26. Cubs are at 37 and 25. The, or St. Louis is at 35 and 28. Pittsburgh, 32 and 33. Cincinnati, 23 and 43. Ben, get us started. Well, I, I'm going to actually kick it over to Sam on this, and here's why. Sam has a real good baseball brain. I have more of like a historically minded brain. So I'm, I'm curious, Justin, you and I have been watching the, this division now for a bit, specifically around how close it was. We're still seeing some closeness between the Brewers and the Cubs and starting to see some distance put between the Cardinals and the Pirates. But I'm wondering um, kind of where Sam's thinking this is going to shake out based on those teams level of performance. Yeah, I think uh, Milwaukee's not going to hang on for much longer. They had a pretty good run while everybody else was kind of uh, playing in the mud or whatever the fuck they do in Pittsburgh. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> mud? It's just mud all of yeah. <laughs> The whole state. Sorry, sorry. All the history. It's just mud. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I think the Cubs are figuring it out. Milwaukee's sliding back to uh, like they're regressing back to the mean the way they should. They're they have like the highest win per no they don't they don't have the highest win percentage they have a really high win percentage for how uh, that team is built and it's not sustainable the way that they've been winning. So I think the Cubs take them uh, take first place by the end of the week. 
and okay. Milwaukee slides to second. I think St. Louis is hot on Milwaukee's heels after that, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Milwaukee in, in third place by the middle of next week. So did either of y'all see the headline? I didn't read the story this week, but I guess people are saying that Darvish's replacement in Chicago is already out pitching him, or at least that's what the clickbaity sort of headline was. Did y'all get a read for what's going on with you, Darvish, up in Chicago? Sam, you're closest to this, actually. I do not know how his replacement is doing. I know how he is doing in his recovery because he's had many, many days on the disabled list for my fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> is that why he's closer, Justin? Yes, that is closer. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you Darvish uh, has had a really terrible season, so um, it's not a huge uh, – lots of players are playing better than him, so it's not hard to say that his replacement is doing better because he's been pitching like shit. Is he off the DL by now? No, he is not. He went on the 10-day DL like two or three weeks ago. Bingo. Yes, he did. Hmm. It's not going well. How, how many days are in a week in Chicago? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like they'd have to transfer him to a, a longer DL stint here. But Yeah, potentially. I think he's throwing a bullpen session tomorrow, so he might be back in action sometime next week. Okay. But it has been an eternity, and even when he was healthy – um, he was pretty garbage, so I think you take most people, uh, most starting pitchers, and they're going to outperform him. So not I got to tell you, that look of disappointment on your face, Sam. If I really wanted to see that, I'd go visit my father. Hmm. <laughs> I, what a dark my wife joke. told me I have a grumpy soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That Justin, got me. I was not expecting you to say. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm wondering, I feel kind of bad for, I guess the Pittsburgh mud hens. No, excuse me. The Pittsburgh pirates, um, as, as Sam put them where they're just playing in the mud. I feel like they were off to such a good start and, you know, I think it's one of those teams we talked in an earlier episode about as teams are rebuilding and the different stages of the rebuild. Like, I wasn't expecting Pittsburgh to start the year this strong, given the talent that they offloaded, uh, you know, during the hot stove time. Yeah, I still think that, I don't know. I still think they're going to keep falling more and more behind. Kind of to Sam's point, I think it's going to keep shaking itself out the way we thought it would. Um, I still believe in the Brew Crew a little bit more than Sam does. Sam's waiting for them to fall apart like he does every year. And you're typically right about that, but... Seems I mean, like they've they have never won a World Series. So when has he not been right about that? Well, shut the fuck up. It was more that actually I shouldn't tell you to shut up when we're on a show that's all audio. Um, <laughs> no, but the, and this is exactly what happened last year where they got off to a hot hot start, and I loved what I saw. And Sam was like, "No, nah, they're gonna poop. Don't worry." And they pooped. You know, Ben and I have distinct uh, firsthand experience and knowledge around teams that have never won the World Series. That's right. Good point. So, Good point. Okay. Um, the last line of my uh, obituary will read, and Ben forever remained angry at the 2011 St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> and David fucking freeze. <laughs> and Josh <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> just mark that. Mark that too. Put, and now Cruz. It, you could just take Josh Hamilton and throw him onto that team for both of you's sake. Cause that, uh, yeah. Can we throw like, him on a boat and put him in the Arctic Circle? I mean. That's a weird form of punishment. <laughs> Probably so deservedly. Probably deserved. I'm not beholden to the laws of the U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like the what the Simpsons Hank Scorpio from yeah. the Simpsons. <laughs> like, 
that's someone should do a, a take that like scene but take the the gift set and put sam's face on hank scorpio's yes. face with the flamethrower like that's what we need in, in our lives all i can say is that sam is gonna fit perfectly on this show that's right <laughs> all right let's finish it out with the west um nl west we've got the diamondbacks uh at 35 and 29 ben they've uh won seven uh they're seven and three of their last 10 by the way uh the dodgers at 33 and 32 san francisco at 33 and 32 Colorado at 32 and 33 and San Diego at 31 and 36. What a muddled division. Uh, yes. To quote the children's books, Fox in socks. It is a muddled, fuddled, waddled division. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about it in a second. We're going to, we're going to tap more into uh, a, a callback to Sam and I's analysis of the Diamondbacks, which we clearly kicked them in the ass hard. Uh, but yeah. Sam will take even further credit for an individual here in a minute, which will be great to watch. Um, well, I just want to point out before we get into that, because there's a lot to say about Arizona and the streakiness that is uh, those snakes down outside of Phoenix. <laughs> but who would have thought that the Dodgers would be tied for second place in the division? Wow, that think, was amazingly fitting. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to add that um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna fold calling people snakes into my repertoire of insults because I thought that was beautiful, even though you were accurately portraying the team name. Thank you. <laughs> it was tried to be a, a like a bit of a double entendre, as it were. Yeah. So I think um, you got the Dodgers in second. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you both probably had him higher in the ranks. Uh, to end the season, right? So this is probably not a huge shock to you guys. I Let's actually, I, memory tells me that I had them in in second, but I had your first and third uh, in different spots because I had the Dodgers winning, I think, Arizona in second and Colorado in third, I think. But Justin's going to get up on stone tablets again. <clears throat> I've got the record here. Um, so all three of us had him in second place. I had them at 88 wins. Ben, you had them at 87, and Jimmy actually had them at 81. Jimmy might be closest of anybody here. And I can't believe that the Rockies, I'm sorry, excuse me. I can't believe that the Rockies are in, like, fourth place in this division. I know. Granted, they're only three and a half back. It seems like, you know, three weeks ago, the NL East was the closest division in baseball. Two weeks ago, it was the NL Central. This week, it's the NL West, where you only have five and a half games between the first and last place team. Once again, call back to earlier in the episode when we were talking about the AL Central. It's a five-game difference between the first and second place teams in the AL Central, and it's a five and a half game difference between first and fifth in the NL West. Pretty crazy. Sam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like what LA is doing. They're winning baseball games the way they should be. Um, is where's Kershaw? Is he on the DL? Yep, back on the DL. Yeah, I mean they're they're hitting the ball. I think that's the real answer. They've got a couple guys who have heated up. Matt Kemp is doing really well. They got a guy named Max Muncy. Muncy, yeah. He used to play for the A's. He's hit like eleven home runs or something ridiculous. In like in three or four short. games. Yeah, it's yeah. Insane. He's crushing the ball. I feel like LA every season has one of those guys though. Um, oh, yeah. who hits a ton of home runs and then he doesn't see any play time and then he just dwindles away. They had a guy a couple of years ago named Alex Guerrero who oh. had 10 at-bats and eight home runs. <laughs> and then he, did, he didn't get play time because they're just loaded with talent who are always competing for, for reps. And then he faded in the distance and now he like plays for Columbia or some shit. 
So see you, Max Muncy. I hope you like South America. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam, do we have a country or like a, a city somewhere, <laughs> Colombia, next to Springfield or something? Sam, do we have a team name for Colombia? Uh, the Colombia cartel. We'll we'll work on it. <laughs> the cartels. Ben, I, I don't think I told you this. So me, Sam, and Jimmy have randomly gotten into this thing where we'll uh, have a few beers and then start naming like random teams for different countries. We've come up with some gems. This could be my new favorite game. Uh, I would have went with some something closer to like coffee growers or something. Ooh, yeah, that's a little too PG for me, but I like it. <laughs> well, my uh, my daughter is literally sitting behind me, so I try yeah. to keep it on the up and up. That's good stuff. Good dad. Uh, I'm looking through. Sam, do you happen to have the ones handy that we came up with? Because they were all. Yeah, this all started uh, based on a conversation Justin and I were having around Mexico, he asked me how likely it would be that Mexico would get a team. And I said, I think that, uh, I think that um, Senegal would get a team before <laughs> Mexico City because it's actually safer because Mexico is just like murder so, haven. Yes, which I don't think that that's what they put on their brochures, but I don't know. I'm not a travel person. Uh, <laughs> let's but, write it down, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Before we go um, too deep into this, let's make sure that we're not about to do some like blatant libel against other nations <laughs> that will then uh, potentially decrease our listenership. No, I feel like I actually we did a pretty good job of, of vetting these team names and. He goes, well, what would you call the name in Senate? What would you call the team in Senegal? And I said, the Dakar Warthogs. No shit. That's a that's a slam dunk. <laughs> I said, draft the draft the unis and, and send Vladimir Guerrero Jr. over there right away. Dude, uh, 10 for 10. Would watch. Yeah. I think uh, Jimmy came up with like the Pyongyang giant rabbits, something like that. <laughs> okay. I could see that little K-pop action. I had the uh, Tripoli Gladiators because they were a Roman capital for a while. That's good. I had the nice Johannes. Yep, perfect. I had the Johannesburg Gypsies. Okay, is there a big <laughs> no. wanderer population in Johannesburg? There could be. There could be. Okay, it's the biggest. I like it. Biggest country in South Africa. I feel like I might have or said Tehran terrorists, but that's just <laughs> that's, that's such low hanging fruit. That's a low brow humor yeah, right there. Yeah, it is. That sounds about right. Oh, it's good times. We'll we'll maybe uh, go into more of those later on. But uh, any other thoughts on the division, guys? Nope. They like are west of us. I <laughs> True. I know that Sam's uh, hesitant to get a hot dog. Actually, he's not hesitant to get a hot dog whenever he sees the Giants play. So, Dude, for what it's worth, Sam, when I heard that, like, talking to Justin the next day, it made me so happy and so infuriated, like – this poor kid just wants to buy a beer and a dog at a ball game. And then what'd you say? Shrimp quesadillas was her um, <laughs> baseball entree du jour. Like was that? The listeners cannot see me um, shaking my head, but it's, it's fury shaking. Really, He's I'm shaking it so hard. He's going to get whiplash. And next week he's going to be one of those neck braces um, trying to get disability from the sensibly loud media corporation. Ah, damn it. Yep. All right. I'll deal yeah. with it. I'll deal with it. Um, Get the lawyers out of the creative office because we (laughs) we got to get the paperwork drawn. The lawyers are down there with the bongs in the creative office, yeah. Um, So one thing that got – so we had a a bit of a technical error last time whenever we were recording, and one talk that got cut out – and and stop me if I'm wrong, but I don't think this got through because Sam and I have discussed this story many times. Um, Sam, 
Or Ben, do you know the story about Sam getting his hat stomped on in Oakland? Yes, that was in the last episode. That was okay. And okay, I couldn't remember I, if that came through. Say or not. they were. Uh, I think the quote was that the A's fan base is a slightly more tame Raiders fan base. Some something to that extent. Yeah, it's pretty much the same people. Makes sense. Just I guess. in shorts. Well, I guess it's California, so they can wear shorts most of the year. Yeah, they still choose to wear pants. <laughs> I How choose to they? wear pants. How <laughs> dare they? I choose to wear pants. All right. Well, we have an episode title at least. All right. Justin, I think that's... have you ever seen me in shorts? That's a good point. No, I have yeah. seen you in shorts. Was I on fire? Like, what was I doing? There was a time when you <laughs> you tried to take up running for like three days. Oh, yeah. That was the worst. You tried to run in your Chuck Taylors. <laughs> no, I was I was wearing a pair of Pumas that I mow the grass in, and I got so much crap from my coworkers. <laughs> I showed up with this paint-stained green grass-colored pair of pumas. Oh God! I love Are it. your lower legs a lie? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, the only the closest thing to any muscle tone uh, beneath my knees is left over from marching band thir- uh, fifteen years ago. Yeah, my torso is a lie, so I'm you know I feel you. <laughs> Perfect. What's the tweet? Uh, I, I want to look good, but uh, I'm not bad looking. But I definitely enjoy pasta. <laughs> uh, Sam and I are both on the keto diet right now So that, that rings so much more true than, than it usually would I've got a poster above my desk that says Every pizza is a personal pizza If you believe in yourself and try hard enough <laughs> That's right that'll, well, be awesome. the, uh, that'll be the start to my obituary It'll end with the hatred of the 2011 Cardinals It'll start with the pizza quote I can't wait to write your obit It's going to be great Yeah, it'll probably be your fault yeah, It's possible <laughs> Very, very possible. All right. What's next on the docket here, Justin? Uh, All right. Let's talk about this Otani thing. Ooh, that's right. Otani. What's going on out west? Oh, man. So I guess it was on Sunday. News came out. uh, ESPN reported that that, uh, he's headed to the DL. I think he's been on the DL for a strain, for a UCL strain. Sounds like he's going to need Tommy John surgery. Hmm. The uh, GM of the team came out today and said, no, that's premature. Nobody said that yet. Doctors haven't come out and, and recommended that, but it's, it's headed that way. Most likely out, I'll put him out about two years, right? Just about, about 18 months. when he has it. Um, I mean, if he like had it tomorrow, he may be back for the tail end of the next season. But didn't he only sign a one-year deal for his first year? I don't know. I'd have to pull up the details on that one. It wasn't a big contract like Darvish. Sam, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think, um, well, I, I want to take a step back and, and look at how the Angels are treating this situation because before the, the signing was even like inked and we knew that he was going to the Angels, they wouldn't stop talking about <clears throat> inning counts and being careful with this guy and making sure his health was their first priority. And now, you know, they're riding him pretty hard on both sides of the ball. He's getting like a fair amount of that bats. He's also pitching a lot, rightfully so, because they want to win games. But um, now, now reports are coming out that if he, even if, uh, if he does not need surgery, they will consider letting him hit, which to me is the exact opposite oh. of what they were saying at the beginning of the season, and they have no fucking clue what they're doing in terms of oh. players' health. 
So they're wanting to utilize him as a strictly offensive player for the rest of the year, which would push back any pitching prospect or any any pitching rehab sort of yeah, yeah, potentially. And the doctors obviously need to be okay with whatever they prescribe. Um, But that's like that's not even that's not encouraging coming from your management group, given that there's no prognosis at all. Yeah, that's man. That is a really, really, really bad idea. That's asking for, I mean, think about all the risk you take there. Uh, it's, that's outrageous to me. I mean, yeah. this is going to sound devil's advocate here, but home runs sell tickets. It's true. true. He's like probably the most popular guy in baseball right now. He is, but he's going to get, I mean, he, there's something else that's going to happen where he's going to get hurt. I mean, you're still using your arms, maybe not in the same motion, but I mean. Yeah. I, uh, let me paint a picture real quick. So I fear that the doctors will say, okay, we don't need to do surgery. And uh, they say, okay, so can he hit the ball? And they go, yeah, he can, but, uh, you know, we don't recommend it. Or they, they say, yes, he can hit, whatever. So they let him hit the ball, and that, you know, degrades his ability to heal his UCL. It's still torn or sprained in some way that requires significant attention. And then he's just liable to get hurt earlier next season uh, or later down the road this season, which would just delay – his next appearance in the MLB even further. So just don't, the bottom line is I don't want them to exacerbate anything that's going on in his elbow. Agreed. The, the hell of it is the, uh, the Japanese media is going to have a frenzy over this. I'm sure they already are because you already know what they're going to say. It's going to be that, Oh, well the angels didn't use him right. The angels said they were going to try to limit his innings, and they didn't, and they were going to try to do this, and they're going to try to do that. The bottom line is, I just don't think players are durable enough to play both sides of the ball like that, especially as well as he does on, on both things. He should have just gone to a fucking NL team. I don't understand. I never well, understood him signing with an AL team. Yeah, and I don't know, man. It, it's, it's not necessarily good for the long-term brand of baseball in international markets, but I did pull up the details here. Uh, this year he's getting the league minimum salary of five hundred forty-five thousand per year, and had a one-time signing bonus of two point three mil. And it looks like the Angels play, paid um, his Japanese team twenty mil for the bargaining rights. Right. When Darvish signed with the Rangers six years ago, I want to say it was fifty-five million to no, excuse me, fifty million to deal and a sixty-five million dollar contract. Was or it, something like that. Was it a blind bid? It was blind, I'm pretty sure, at that point. I don't know, man. I don't remember. I feel they, like he they changed it. pitch very well if he was blind. God damn it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge what Justin said about him playing on both sides of the ball and not being durable enough to do it. I don't think it's about him playing both sides of the ball. I think it's the way that he pitches, mm-hmm. which is really, really well. And pitching uh, really well in that much velocity is extremely bad for your elbow. So the number one pitch for degrading your elbow joints is a split finger fastball. And he throws that 25% of the time. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. I don't know if, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. It just seems like that would have been a better fit overall. But nonetheless, it just... Uh, I don't know. It just feels like a lot of risk to be taking with somebody that's that, I mean, that good, really and truly. Like, I, it would concern me if I if he played in Boston. It's a good thing Dave Dombrowski didn't even try. I 100% agree. I think it's super risky. Um, I hope they, I hope they get a, 
an accurate prognosis on the situation and then act accordingly and don't try and try and pressure the situation. Yeah, I feel bad for the dude because I mean, he seems like a like a good guy. I want the best for him from a long-term future and I'd hate to think that the way he was misplayed in his first season in America could potentially, you know, just cut his career at the knees. Yeah, very well could. Could you imagine the reaction from Rangers fans right now if this were happening in Texas? Oh, man, they wouldn't know how to handle it. Oh, my God. J.D. did it again. Bad deal. The J.D. signed. There's my Texas impression. How about that? Nice work, Justin. You didn't work in enough y'alls, but we'll forgive it. I can't say that word. I won't. We're not not a baseball smart community. I'll say that. We like our football. um, We like winning. So when we're not winning, people aren't going to actually stay up to snuff on that sport. They're not a particularly uh, smart football city either, ironically enough. But that's another topic for another day. Um, Yeah, it just would be a frenzy. It's pretty insane. All right. Uh, Sam, a couple episodes ago, you and I talked about the Diamondbacks and their return to prominence. And I'm going to give you the floor to talk a little bit about one of your predictions that uh, panned out, unlike your fantasy prediction. One of my predictions that panned out? Yeah. Hmm. Are we talking about Paul Goldschmidt? Of course. Yeah. So uh, Justin and I talked at Tedium about the problems plaguing uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, which are specific to their offense. And uh, to me, we're, we're, the core of the issue is Paul Goldschmidt not being Paul Goldschmidt. So this guy is traditionally a very good hitter, arguably one of the best players in baseball, probably future Hall of Famer. Uh, at the time, he was hitting 215 and had like eight home runs. And just he was really in the gutter. It was a huge slump for, for most of the season. Since then... He has an OPS of two one three zero. That's twenty one thirty. Shit! <laughs> wow, I and didn't know and that. He's hitting, and he's hitting six forty since then. God That's damn! Insane. So he won runs? NL Player of the Week, and he's brought his average up to two fifty four. Wow. Um, another Statcast era sort of thing. He at Coors Field, so that's a, a pretty big asterisk next to this, but. He hit the longest oppo home run by a right fielder or right-handed hitter at 450 feet. Dang. Wow. I can't believe that's – well, yeah, I guess that's good. Hmm. Interesting. So glad to see that Goldie's back. We clearly lit an, an extremely large fire under his ass, and I'm going to take most of the credit here, and this is why the, the Arizona Diamondbacks are in first place, so they should definitely cut me a check for some of the, some of the money that they're yeah, I mean, just just a percentage of of his deal will probably be fine. We're, yeah. we're not going to be picky, but hey, that's why they have started listening to America's number one baseball podcast, exactly. The Outfielder, exactly. That's right. By the way, it's worth noting um, that fire you lit. I mean, he's had it in the past. I'm showing he's a five time All Star, so yeah. it's not like he's just been you know a scrub the whole time. No, oh, no, he's a silver slugger. He's an all-star. He's excellent defensively. He's usually swiping bags, but he's he's getting older. Uh, we, you would expect him to continue to crush the ball, and that just hadn't been the case up until about a week ago. I'm I'm very excited for him to be a future overpaid Red Sox. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's got Popeye forearms. I mean, he's just he's um he's six three, 
230 something and he's just all meat and he just hits giant dongs yeah well so hang on do, do we think that there's going to be a, a ped uh bust with him in the next six months Nah. no i'm sad that um he's not called the hebrew hammer because that would be much better than <laughs> goldie as his as yeah. his nickname probably can't float that one too far out there i don't know we'll float it out we're the number one baseball podcast we can do what we want um i feel like that nickname was taken by ryan a dude 30s ryan braun has the hebrew hammer okay mm. there you go fuck that guy <laughs> talking about peds hey you know i don't give a shit about peds but i hate ryan braun that guy's a fuck <laughs> what's wrong with ryan braun let's let's not get into that i don't feel like raging right now he has uh, too many r's in his name wait <laughs> in inappropriate places i'm sure he's a nice guy uh, my, you, that was my issue with the hockey player Yamir Yager. Just not enough vowels. If you take the R's out of Ryan Braun, you get Yon Bomb. Yon Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's almost like an Arrested Development reference. Ong Yong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it sounds like. Wow, this is taking a, a mild turn. Mild uh, turn. So, do you do, you, do we have a time for a mild turn? Yeah, do it. I was um, driving home from Waffle House today, and in my head. I was thinking about um, Henry Winkler's character in Arrested Development, and what if it's in? What if he's the same character as Henry Winkler's character in Parks and Rec, and like the two shows exist in the same universe? <laughs> That'd be wild. I've I seen. I started watching that show Barry on HBO, and that's got the, probably the strangest Henry Winkler, like, po- like role I've ever seen. It's so weird. So, so he solid. Was, uh, he was the principal in the movie Scream. If you go back. <laughs> yep. <that>. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Um, Late 90s Wes Craven horror movie. Very last baseball thing. Moving off of Fonzie and back to baseball. Um, did you guys happen to see Jake Bauer and Carlos Gomez slap balls the other day? Yes. You're talking about like back batting practice, right? They were they were just hitting soft shots just past the infield. They, they were for our for our listeners, they were both sliding, running towards each other and slid towards the same fly ball in foul territory. And they both kind of did that scissor kick thing where one leg is up and they um they're dick and balls. They met and they, they really, I mean, it was forceful and the audio um, proves that it sounded yeah. like someone was literally cracking nuts. And Ooh. both of these guys are on the ground writhing in pain because they just really got in there with each other's. Did big. either of them catch it? Yes. <laughs> Carlos Gomez did catch it. He hang on, he hung on the ball. He's kind of a trooper, even though he's kind of a dick. Um, you got smashed in man, the dick, though, so I guess that kind of... That was a poor choice of words, Sam. <laughs> Bazinga. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I actually saw that clip this morning and was was loving every second of that. Ugh, poor Absolutely gentleman. Good. All right. Well, I think we have time for one more segment. What do you guys think? Love it. All rah, right. rah, rah. All right. You know what's coming. Rapid fire. Rapid fire! All right. Rapid fire questions. Ben, start us off. All right. Back to our Clemente produce stand. What is your favorite fruit or vegetable, Sam? 
avocado. Ooh, very California of you, Justin. I'm an orange guy. Like, like you tan too much? Yeah, like the president. Oh, shit. Nope, not going to go there. Just kidding. That's a severe turn. Severe turn, Severe Justin. turn. Um, all right. Will Pablo Sandoval break a belt this season? Yes. yes. And also... <laughs> yes! Ty goes for the runner on that one. Also, Justin, I think you called him by the wrong name. I didn't oh, understand who you were talking Pablo about. Pablo fucking Sandoval. There you go. There you go. That's, that's a little better. I think you already used that question, so maybe we do another one. But I have a question. Um, which MLB skipper drinks the most? Ooh. Ooh, wow. Is Larusa still a, or Lasorda still a skipper? So I know it's not Gabe Kapler. Because no. whatever that guy puts in his body probably goes on his website. <laughs> Phrasing, bro. <laughs> No, I'm good. I stand behind it. <laughs> um, God, that's a hard question. I know who does the most cocaine in this league. It's Ron Washington. Oh, shit. Did I do two substance-based questions in a row? Shit, I sure did. Sorry about that. I, I have to pass on this one. I, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say... Drinks the most um, LaCroix. I'm going to say it's Showalter. Okay. He seems like he needs to have 17 beers to get through the day. Who's the guy with the shrimp cocktails outside the Bellagio? <laughs> Are you talking about George Brett? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. We're gonna ha- that's going to be part of the maybe the All-Star Break episode. We're going to break down that video in detail and talk about it because that is one of me and Sam's that's probably one of the things that we first saw, like, and, like, bonded over and became friends over was that thing. I mean, you know, we've been friends for a little bit, but that was, like, really what we got, got us talking about baseball, I feel like. As you're saying that, Sam is shaking his head. I just want the audience to know. So I think okay. he disagrees with you. Do you? Yeah. No, I, don't, I agree. I don't I'm shaking my head because it was so fucking funny. It did so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was about a good six-month window where if Justin and I didn't know what to say at work, one of us would just say, so I was outside the Bellagio, and the other one would just lose it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at the fucking Bellagio. Um, all right, Ben, next question. All right. If founder Numero Deuce forgot to have two questions ready and only had one question ready, would you both forgive him? Go. No, never. Love it. That was exactly the answer I was expecting. Do we get to hear, uh, or do we get to, do we get to hear or see Another dick-to-dick contact play this year. Depends on what websites you go to. Hey-o! Fucking perfect. No. Yeah, that was a... That's kind of like a a once-every-decade sort of blooper reel, but it's not a blooper because he he ended up... Still caught it. Yeah. Still caught it. All right, Sam? Which which MLB player looks the most like the Pokemon Snorlax? <laughs> so that's not a that's not a substance question. Uh, I if it's not Cologne, I don't know who it is. That's definitely the answer. Pablo fucking Sandoval. Right? Oh, okay, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the breaking of the belts and whatnot. I was I never a big it. Pokemon guy. What? Yeah, I don't know. It was just not something I got into. I don't know. Get out. It's like I never knew you. <laughs> you didn't. 
Oh, this is the start man. of the coup. Ben and I are going to take over, and Ben will be founder numero uno. Son of a bitch. I saw it coming and, a mile away, too. And Justin will have to write the terrible puns. <laughs> and then you can drop the crickets on me constantly. I'm going to drop literal crickets on you. Definitely want to go ahead and thank Sam for being here. We're glad to have you, greatest of all known Sam Binos. And definitely thank you to the listeners for tuning in this fine baseball evening or if you're on your commute this fine baseball morning. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to check us out. We are at sensiblyloud.com. You're source for sports news and entertainment don't forget to check out our other podcast on the break a basketball pod and if you like what you're hearing check us out on social media we are the outfielder podcast on facebook on twitter or instagram we are at outfielder pod thank you all so much and have a great day yep we want to thank everybody for tuning in for episode 26 of the outfielder podcast we would like to thank all of our fans sensibly loud media our sponsors and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close grounds crew Keep patrolling that outfield, and we'll see you right back here next time on The Outfielder Podcast.